Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Oh, my gosh. This is episode 150. Yes, 150 episodes. February of 2017. I think it was February 21st. I looked at it this morning, but of course I forgot the date because I have that crazy brain that doesn't remember anything. But anyway, so it's been 150 episodes. We've been doing this for two years. 2017, uh, three years. My math's wrong too. I'm not good at math or memory. JF's sitting here with me. (laughs) And um, I just have to say to everybody, you know, it's 150 episodes and I just had the most wonderful game of golf I've ever had in my entire life. And I won my flight and I don't know, I was getting up there and I won this flight and I was like, oh my God, thinking in my head, like this doesn't happen to girls that are drunks, right? Girls that are drunks, like are in the corner getting drunk. They don't sit there and win golf tournaments or actually get, maybe they do, but not this one. And, um, I kept praying the entire golf game and I looked up to the sky and I asked all the people that have died before me and all these friends that I've had that have passed away along the way to pray for me and just be there with me. And this is all stuff that I did not come up with myself, you know? These tools I have. That's true. That's true. It's not, um, it's not, you know, with of my own making, I'm what? Of, of myself, I am nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Everything goes to God. Everything goes to God. Yep. And not only does everything go to God, but it's like everything is like, if I make, if it's, if, if I look at this golf tournament, I'm like, I'm going to lose, right? Because I'm an, I'm a loser. I'm no good. If you really knew who I was. And all these ladies asked me, because I'm playing at this place that nobody really knows me. And all these ladies said, do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? Do you drink? Do you drink? And every time I looked at each one of them, because a lot of people asked me if I drank, I said to each of them, you know what? I've had enough. And they kind of looked at me, and I'm like, I had my fill already. I don't drink anymore. And they're like, nothing, nothing at all? And I'm like, nope, nothing at all. How mm-hmm. freeing is that? Well, if you're, uh, if you have a drinking problem, it's definitely freeing. <laughs> like you had had. Well, you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's a constant thing. I can't have a drink. I might want a drink a drink but I can't have a drink so this doesn't work for me so I get nothing done if I have a drink because you know that just turns into a, a lost another lost day and another lost night and it's um you know I've been thinking a lot about gratitude I'm thinking a lot about helping others I'm thinking a lot about people that are newly sober well tell me this what are you doing about it what so am I doing? Do- a lot of thinking. What are you doing? <laughs> JF doesn't like to think. He likes to act. He doesn't. He likes to get into action. He doesn't like to think. Um, what am I doing about it? I'm helping a lot of people right now. Especially, there's. I actually have five people I'm helping and pointing out to them that there is a God and it's not me. Is number one. That drinking will not make anything better. Right. Correct. Because for so long we thought, oh, well, life is good. I'm going to have a drink. Life is bad. I'm going to have a drink. But like you wake up in the morning and whatever problem it was that you were feeling still was there when you woke up, right? Oh, yeah. It was usually worse. Things don't get better. They just get worse. You know. Problems don't go away. They grow. Oh. 
problems don't go away, they grow. Mm-hmm. I like that. Because if you have a problem and then you throw alcohol on it, it's like kind of like having a fire and throwing gasoline on it. Well, it's a twofold thing. It's it's to me anyway. There's you know uh, either it's you make it worse by you know being you know drunk and inflaming the situation, or you make it worse by being drunk and ignoring the situation. In either case, it just doesn't get better. It just gets worse. So and if you have a problem, you gotta, you need to deal with it. You need to address it, right? Exactly. But it's like, and when you think that you're down because you might have messed up, let's just say you went and you were, you, let's say you got sober for 30 days or we got sober for 10 days. You picked up a drink and then you're like, oh my God, I'm back at it again. You can't just throw all the baby out with the bathwater. Agreed? Yeah, I don't know exactly what you mean, but sure, I'll agree with you. Do you know what I mean? That like no. it doesn't mean like just because you had ten days you messed it up doesn't mean life's over. It means that you can't beat yourself up over it. All you need to do is get back in the saddle. Well, that's what I've seen. I don't know from my own experience, but you know, it seems like people that have a you know that that relapse once or more than once or whatever they just they got to get back to it and. Uh, you know, and it's just like a fresh start every time. It's just a fresh start. Now the key is, I was always told when when I was early in that you know relapse is not a requirement. Nobody really says that anymore, but it, it's a fact. It's not a requirement, and uh, unfortunately, you and you and I have both seen people that have relapsed and they're dead. So, you know, it's not like a game, um, and it's not something that I recommend. But if it does happen. You know, just come back in, please, as soon as you can, because you're just going to, you're, you're in danger. You're really in danger if you're not back in. Yeah, I just think, um, you know, my focus that I want to focus on today is something really positive, because 150 podcasts That's ago. That's good, because I was getting bummed out about all this stuff. I know, this was too dark, too deep. You know, 149 podcasts ago, is that what it would have been, or 150 podcasts ago? Yeah. We were sitting here thinking, I was sitting there actually thinking, not you weren't thinking about it, but I was like, oh my gosh. And my team that was up at zero to five up in Philly, I got to give them a shout out because they are the best. Um, You know, put this idea in my head. They're like, busy, you need to start a podcast. You need to go out there. You need to start talking. You need to make people listen, not make people listen, but have this, put all of your information in a actual video and audio. And so, it's been an amazing ride so far. And the people that I've helped, like my friends down in Texas, the chicken lady in Virginia, um, George up in Michigan, you know, it's Daryl and I love her and I haven't heard from you, but I'm thinking about you. You know, that's just three of the many that have reached out to me along the way. And it has been such a gift to be able to share my experience, strength and hope and share others experience, strength and hope along this way. Because all I care about is somebody getting one more day, right? Just getting even today or getting an hour, right? That's what this is about. That's what Busy Living Sober is about. It's about getting busy living life. Right. So let's talk about that. So today you you started this out by saying I was in this golf tournament. Uh, I I did really well. It was really exciting. All these people asked me if I, I drink. And my answer is no, I don't drink. And the reason why I was in this golf tournament and I did really well is because I don't drink. Um, you know, that's the reason why you are where you are right now. You know, it's a positive thing. 
Um, and so to me, that's what you got to talk about. That's, that's the busy living sober part. That's so great. It's like, if it's a life and death situation, let's talk about life. Yeah. Right. right because what, I, what are you doing? What am I doing? I yeah. love that you're asking me questions. It actually kind kind of feels nice to have somebody <laughs> ask me questions every once in a while. Cause I'm always like, okay, what am I going to ask next? Um, what does it feel like? I have to tell you, I was standing there, and um, luckily this club's beautiful. The staff is amazing. Uh, the people, the members are absolutely fabulous. It is a huge gift every time I go there. I always look at myself and pinch myself like I get the chance to play golf here. And um, giving, you know, when I'm up to my, you know, my shenanigans, I'm in the smoking lounge, you know, <laughs> or <laughs> smoking cigarettes and drinking liquor and not, this is the last thing I'm doing. So being there and playing this golf game today, it was really funny. I woke up today and I looked at JF and I said, I'm really going to move my body today. And if you're a golfer and you're listening to this, you're going to get that. Because, I'm, you know, if I don't move my body, it's not going anywhere. It's just my arms and your golf ball is not going to move anywhere. But if I get my hips into it and I really, like, make the turn, it's, you know, amazing what happens, right? It goes far, you know. I, well, I, th- I think what you're finding out is the more relaxed you are, the better it goes and the easier it is to do. And, and it's so let that, it go. And that's that's a lesson you can take to every part of your life, right? It is. And you can't be tight. You can't be wound up. you got to be relaxed. And it is. Um, it's amazing because I have this amazing instructor, and her name's Taylor. And she said to me, she goes, all right, I want you to remember, I can, I am, I will. And I use that. So I turned, I can, I am, I will. And this day was magical because I just would stand in front of my pink ball, even though I lost two on the golf course. Hence I got, I shot 103, but that's the best score I've ever had. Um, and I would hit the ball. I'd line up. I put it in the direction I'd like it to go. It's just like life, right? Like I had to line myself up and I'd get uh, go where I want to go, which is I wanted to go to this hole and I wanted the hole, the ball to go in the hole. And I turn myself, I get it directed and I take my, my club, I swing it and it goes forward and the ball flies away. And I let go, right? It's letting go. And each hole was a new adventure, right? It's not like the 18 holes that you go on. Each one's a new adventure. Don't you agree? Because JF is a huge golfer. Sure. Hence, I'm playing golf. I think it's, uh, what I like about golf is it's not really each hole. It's just, it's each shot. So, and it doesn't matter. Like once, once I hit the shot, then it doesn't matter because it's over and done with. I can't change it. I can't make it any different. It is what it is. I got to accept it. That's where I am, and uh, and and I can't worry about the next shot. It's only the shot that I'm hitting now that matters, because I can't plan for the next shot. Because I really, I you know, I don't know exactly where this shot's going to go. I'll find out after I hit it. So that's kind of exciting and interesting. And uh, you know, just all I can do is just do my best and see what happens. Sometimes my best is great. Sometimes my best is gets me in some problems, but that's okay. It's still my best. You know, I tried my best and, and, and that, so I like the metaphors there. It's, it's a very, for me, it's a very in the moment game because the only shot that matters is the ones I'm, is the one that I'm hitting right now. The one that's, that's going to happen in the future is yet to be revealed. And the one that I've already hit, it's over and done with. I don't need to look back. So it's easy to fall into that. Gee, I coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? But it doesn't matter because you didn't. Here you are. So just is, like life. Exactly like life. Just like life. And busy living sober was so about 
you know, the conception of busy living sober and what it's all about. It's like about getting busy living your life, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about getting busy living my life. Well, I think I always thought like your message was, it seemed to me that you used to talk about this a lot and I have a feeling you've gotten over it because you don't talk about it much anymore, but you used to talk all the time about, you know, the the shame and of being a, a, an alcoholic or an addict and how to deal with the shame and you know that it's embarrassing and um, that you're different and you're not the same as other people and so you're going to teach people how to overcome this and you know be able to go out there and, and do what everybody else does so you did that today you did what everybody else did I don't know how many people played 112 I don't know how many people were in recovery um, but it doesn't matter because that's not the common denominator that you're looking for, 112 people were all involved in golf, and that's what it was all about. It wasn't about the rest of the stuff. But like I, like I'm asking you, like, gee, what happened, Biz? You don't really don't talk about that that much anymore. It must be gone. Well, what's you must gone? be okay with yourself. I'm kind of okay with myself, and mm-hmm. and it's because I, I just I, I'm liking myself these days. Well, that's a big big step in uh, humility. I am. I'm liking myself these days. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the fact that I got out of where I was living and I moved to a place where it's beautiful and there's palm trees everywhere and I've gotten quiet. I have a new sponsor. Well, I'm going to say, I'll just tell you this, wherever you go, there you are. So I don't really buy that. Okay. I don't really buy the geographical thing. So what do you think it is? I just think that you, I think that you, like a lot of people... And myself included in the in the journey of recovery, it takes a long time to get that place of like of of self acceptance. So I don't have to walk into a room and say and think to myself, "Oh my gosh, I don't drink." What am I going to tell people? I don't drink. Blah blah blah. It does like it doesn't matter to me anymore. You know, like I've come to terms with the fact that like I believe that like everything that happens in God's world happens for a reason, and that God made me. And I say that all the time of myself. I am nothing. Everything comes from God. And God made me, for whatever reason, he made me an alcoholic. So uh, I, I don't, I no longer have any uh, desire to argue uh, with God or to judge God's work. And that's really what happens to alcoholics is I judge God's work as being subpar. He made me subpar. Well, that's not true. He just made me. You know, um, and I have some strengths, and I have some weaknesses, and I have some, some, you know, some things I can do better than other people, and sometimes I can't do as good as other people. You know, for instance, I'm never going to win the pole vaulting championship. He didn't make me like that. He didn't make me to do that. Um, but I, he did make me to be a a happy, healthy person, um, and. I'm blessed because he gave me some uh, some struggles to overcome, alcoholism being one of them. Um, but by doing that and by being by using him to overcome that, he has given me a purpose. You know, my purpose is to say, look how great God is. Look what he's done for me. Look what I've managed to do in my life. If you turn to God, the same thing can happen to you. And I don't think you, I think that's it. You just get to that point of accepting yourself for what you are and uh, you know shame flies out the window I have nothing to be ashamed of you know no 21 years ago or and a little bit longer I was 
you know, getting loaded every night. I'm not ashamed of that. It's the way I was made, and it's okay. It's pretty, um, by the way, I want to excuse Penelope in the background. Our dog was barking in the background. Mm, was that who that was? <laughs> Our dog, we're so we're so campy on busy living sober, aren't we? We're just like the campiest campers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a this is a pretty easy podcast. We don't have even any mics or anything. But um, so, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that the shame. I, I was debilitated by shame. Shame ruled my life. Mm-hmm. First, it was alcohol, and then it was the shame that I had of what who I was. And it took a long time for me to say, you know, I told everybody I was an alcoholic because telling everybody that I was an alcoholic gave me this ability to say, okay, well, now you already know what I'm, now you can judge me for whatever you want to judge me with, but I just told you what I am. I'm an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and don't, and don't judge me, but I still had shame inside of me. Hence, I wanted to make, right. That was my own judgment towards myself, Mm -hmm. but the free, you know, it was, I was, I was filled, I was filled with, um, I always judged myself as being less than right? So I was less than, or you were more than me. We were never equal. Mm. It was either somebody was bigger than me or they were smaller than me. It wasn't everybody was at the same. So I had to say, I, I had to throw the biggest thing out about myself out into the universe and then that, that I was a drunk and I'm a recovering alcoholic. Mm. I had to say that to everybody. And that was, you know, that was my sense, I think, of first going out there and tackling. That's how I, that's how I attacked my shame in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's just making it relevant to everyone and making it aware, making everybody aware of the fact that this was me. And if you want to play games with me, how or you want to be more surprised when you said that. <laughs> well, not very many from the people so. that I knew. I mean, there were some that were like, "No, you're not," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, you don't know me very well, obviously." Uh-huh. Um, but then, so letting that out there and letting people know that in the beginning was really important to me. Today, I, where I live, not everybody knows I'm an alcoholic. I mean, these ladies I was playing golf with today don't know that I'm an alcoholic. I do say when they, I mean, when somebody said to me, do you, I mean, one lady came out to me and said, do you drink? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I don't drink. And they were like, really? One of the ladies like, oh, you're going to have to try this. I made this vodka, this pineapple vodka that they make at Del Fresco's or some restaurant. I don't know what it was. And she's like, you have to try it. And I'm like, there's no money in the world that's going to have me taste that, honey. There's mm-hmm. not going to, I'm going to be drinking my my Pellegrino, my sparkling water and with lemon or whatever, lime, whatever it is. And so the shame, I don't, I no longer feel the shame. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to tell somebody right off, this is me. Cause I just show up as me. It's not that you have to see me, the alcoholic. You just see me cause I'm okay with me. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you mentioned it took time. I mean, I'm sitting here at 13 and a half years and I'm finally feeling like this. It Sounds did, about right to me. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. No, no. nothing does. No, mm-hmm. no. But I, um, the longer I've done this, the more vulnerable I've become. It's, if that makes any sense, because letting everybody know, I don't know if it put a barrier between me, but maybe it did. It was maybe a defensive mechanism that I'm going to shove into your face who I am and I'm an alcoholic. But whatever it was, today I don't have that. Today I'm really running from a place of love. I really try to come from a place of love right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a lot of praying more than I've ever have. Because I think that if you have God, then you have love. God is love, right? That's what I hear. That's what I hear, and God is love. And mm-hmm. I I think about, you know, my first loves that I had. You know, I feel like my first loves that I had. 
had that I was sober for were my children, right? I, Because I love my kids unconditionally. Anybody who knows me knows that my kids are, like, by far the number one things in my life. I mean, they are. I just love them to death, even though we don't see them very much anymore. But we love them to death. And my husband. And having love for you is something that's changed dramatically, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I was telling this lady, like the la- it was all about winning this tournament. Well, for me, it was really, I wanted to, to get, like, I really wanted to shoot under 100. That was my goal, which I didn't do, but I shot 103, which is better than nothing. And um, it was like, I really wanted to, like, I was so excited to tell you about it. I was, like, so excited. That was my biggest thing. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, you're doing so well. This is so great. And I'm like, I cannot wait to tell my husband. Well, it's very exciting. It's really exciting because I know that you've invested. Well, especially for me, it's really exciting to see you going out and having fun and knowing you as well as I know you. I know that not that long ago, I don't know if you would have signed up to do this tournament, quite honestly. And uh, so you've changed a lot. And that really made me happy is that you can just go out and be amongst other, you know, golfers as a golfer. And you don't have to be, you know, Elizabeth, the recovering alcoholic who happens to play golf. Yeah. Instead, you can be Elizabeth, the golfer, who, if anybody has, doesn't drink. And, and that's for more, the magic act. Oh, my I know. God. It's great, isn't oh, my it? God. It's so great. It's so great. It's mm-hmm. so great. Like, I feel better than I've ever felt my whole life. I mean, I don't even know why. I just feel like I, I like me. I like me today. Well, that's the... Uh, in the in the twelve steps of of Alcoholics Anonymous, um, you know that that's what the twelfth step talks about. The uh, if you read it in their, they have a book that's called the Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, and uh, the uh, essay on the twelfth step starts out with uh, the joy of living is what this step is about, mm. and it takes time to get there. It really is, but that's what it's all about. And I love it how it starts with the joy of that. That you should read it sometime. Starts with the joy of living, and then it goes through the whole thing, and and it ends with the joy of living. I have read it before, but probably didn't stick with you. Well, whatever sticks with anybody. I mean, like I'm a born forgetter, right? I have a born forgetter, don't you? So it takes. My point is, it takes a while to get to the joy of living. But the point of the whole program is that you can go anywhere and do anything that anybody else does um, and, and and enjoy it. That's the joy of living. Like, I have nothing, there's nothing that I can't do in my life. Nothing that I can't try. And I can tell you this, that um, I've tried a lot more things in the last 21 years than I did in the 36 years prior to that. I shouldn't say that because I tried a lot of things for the first time as a kid. But certainly in my, I got sober when I was uh, 36. So, you know, in my late 30s, early 40s, and 50s, I tried a lot more things, a lot more new and different things than I did in my 20s or my early 30s, where I really didn't try anything new or different. You know, I thought about it all the time. I thought about doing things. Um, I felt like doing things, but I just never did it for a lot of variety of reasons. Um, and, you know, and I have this attitude now is like, I'll try pretty much anything once because like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me is like, I tried it and I couldn't do it or I tried it and I didn't like it. At least I tried it. 
Oh, I mean, this whole game of golf. I mean, I tried it, and I was like, I mean, when I first started playing seven years, was it seven years ago? Well, according to you, you were a player before I met you. I know I lied. I lied. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I met JF, and he got me out there, and I would go and I'd play, and it would be literally like I'd start in the middle of the fairway where the junior tees are, where the little kids go. That's where I started. And now I'm shooting like, and I play. And the other thing is, I, I anyway, I, I played. This was not just from the ladies' tees. This was from a women's was GA. Big. This was a big deal today. Yeah. Big deal. Big deal. It was a big deal. It's a big deal. It's 150 episodes. It's a big deal that I ma- did this thing. But it all really, all that matters is that I'm sober. You know, it's a really big deal is that you're busy living sober. Like you almost didn't have time to do this web, this web thing because you're so busy, right? It's you're just busy. I am. I'm and busy. Awesome. I have a rich life. I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. I do have a life beyond my wildest dreams, and I've got all these amazing people I'm helping. All this stuff that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. My life, I would not trade for anybody else's. Sounds like the joy of living to me. It's the joy of living. I don't know what that noise is in the background. I'm so sorry that noise in the background. I don't know what it is. They're I doing construction where we it's live. It's a bulldozer driving down the street. It's a bulldozer driving down the street. There you go. Well, you guys, it's... It every um, morning and every evening. It's crazy. Where we live in Florida is like literally an entire construction zone. It's a lot. It's a lot. Thank God we're moving soon. But, um... You know, I want everybody that's out there that I want to tell you that if you have one day, one minute, you know, one hour, it's just amazing. And if don't give up, you know, it's the last thing I want to talk about is not giving up. You know, there's so many times that I want. Oh, there goes the bulldozer literally right down the street. Everybody there it goes. It's almost passing the house. Thank God. Um, you know, it's crazy. This is a really campy. Anyway, it's my 150th episode and it, we've got bulldozers and dogs barking and it's really great. But um. I want everybody to know that we love you. I mean, I love the people that listen, and I don't even know a lot of them, and I just love them. And, you know, I love the opportunity to meet a lot of you. You know, there is a convention, an international convention in Detroit, the 4th of July weekend. We'll be in Detroit, Michigan. We will also be, I will be at the Women's Conference in Delray, Florida. If anybody's listening and wants to meet me sometime, I will be at both those conferences if you have any interest. Um... You know, I want to get back to the joy of living and the joy of life and being happy and being beyond my a life beyond my wildest dreams. You know, I came into the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and I realized that I was an alcoholic and I asked for help and I thought my life was over. I landed in the den of losers. That's what I really thought. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to the meetings. It's going to be with a bunch of freaking losers. Nobody's going to have fun anymore. It's going to be over. And the reality was it was the exact opposite. And your mind's going to tell you that, that your mind's going to want you to sit by yourself. Your mind's going to want you not to go to a meeting. Your mind's going to not want anybody in your neighborhood to know. The mind's going to want you to do all these things. But guess what? If you just are true to yourself and have a higher power, and as Casey said last week, whatever that higher power may be, I don't know if it's God for you, good orderly direction, um, the group, whatever it is, have something be out there and trust in that. And if you do, your life will just keep getting better. And don't ever give up. Don't pick up that drink. Pick up the phone. Find somebody you can trust. Find someone that you can pour your heart to. And you know won't judge you. Because nobody wants to be judged, do they? No. Not at all. And I was just thinking as you were talking about that when I was my, myself, you know, 
when I ended up in in recovery, you know, I ended up admitting I was an alcoholic. Like my life was was really getting bad before I came in. You know, it was just it was was depressing. I was in trouble with a lot of people all the time. It was not good, and and I had the same feelings. Like, oh my God, if I come in here, it's just going to be like it's going to be so boring. It's going to be so awful. Um, but I, I, I was lucky because I got connected with these guys early on that were like rough old guys. And, and I've said it many, many, many times, but you know, they would just, I mean, to me particularly, they would say, we don't care what you think. We don't care what you feel. We only care what you do, you know? So sit down, shut up, don't drink and you'll be fine. But in these meetings, they would talk about, you know, somebody would come in and that, they, they, they would say like, you know, maybe you might say, I feel like taking a drink. Don't. Doesn't matter what you feel. Your feeling will pass. Just don't take the drink, you know. You might say to yourself, I think I can handle this. That will pass too, because you know you can't. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, it's it just don't take a drink. It only matters what you do. And... It's, it was that simple for me. I needed a simple, simple message, and I got it. You know, I have feelings and thoughts all the time. Um, you and I have talked about it before. Sometimes you're out of nowhere. You're driving down the road, and you see a billboard, or you're on watching TV, and you see an ad, and you're like, that looks pretty good, you know? But guess what? It's been a long time. I know my thought will pass. It's just a thought. I don't have to do anything with it. I That's love that. That's the beauty of it. Thanks, Champ, for coming on. Well, thanks for having me on your 150th anniversary. Thank you. And it's for very exciting. It's very exciting. And to everybody that's been on before, we want you to come on again. And I thank all of my guests that have been on. It has been, so far, it's been an amazing ride, and I don't think it's over. Do you think it's over? I think we're going to keep going. I'm, I'm not old enough for No, it but we're going to keep busy living sober going after 150 episodes. Yeah, yep. Why not? There'll be at least 151 for sure. There'll be 151. We don't know how long. We'll see. Does everybody like it? Write me. Write to me. Write to me. Busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at BusyLivingSober.com. Realize that you can do anything, too. You can get and have a golf game like you never, ever thought you would. Have this life that's beyond your wildest dreams. It can happen for you, too. I promise there's nothing special about me, I have to tell you. Nothing is special about me. I'm just another bozo on the bus. So until next week, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye. Bye, JF.